Welcome to the Bitcoin Zodiac, the podcast that explores the intersection of finance and astrology, where we use a combination of spirituality and logic to help us connect the dots in the market. Hosted by Corinne Florence and Claire Marinan, who both come from a diverse background, bringing with them a wealth of knowledge and experience in the realms of astrology, cryptocurrency, trading, philosophy, investment strategy, and of course, Bitcoin. In each episode, we explore the economics of the markets following the evolution of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies through each moon cycle and astrological transit. Join us on this journey as we explore the intersection of these two worlds that are often thought to be at odds with one another, finance and astrology. Whether you're a seasoned crypto investor, a day trader, or just starting to dip your toes into the world of Bitcoin and blockchain, the Bitcoin Zodiac is the podcast for you. So sit back, relax, and come and expand your consciousness with us as we explore the world of the financial markets through an astrological lens. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. We're on similar time zones, finally. <laughs> we have. Um, we're getting closer. Closer. I um. I don't even know how to start this episode because we have so much to talk about. <laughs> oh goodness, we have so much to talk about. It's it's quite crazy. But let's start. How are you feeling? In the last solar eclipse and new moon and now coming into the eclipse and full moon yeah so as you know we spoke about last episode eclipses love to um oh, we either surrender to them or they're going to be painful if we continue to resist so I feel like it's mm. just being bringing up a lot as you said also you know eclipses are definitely a time to especially this one it's the time to wrap up loose ends tie up loose ends that we have and it's just been a lot of that so definitely a roller coaster um and just once again just trying to surrender and uh, and prepare for this next new cycle that's coming so um yeah surrendering and turbulence maybe is some of the key words but um you know I also took mm, some time yeah out definitely to, I just took some time out to also like fully disconnect I had a solid five days where I was away from social media from any sort of technology um was at the beach so it was just really nice to like um you know just read and you know my sister actually got me this book that's like a doodle book so it like um just gives you tips and ideas on like little things that you can just scribble about um so you know that was like nice and I step into some creativity and um and and yeah just you know, like playing card games and board games with family members rather than like sitting around the TV. So that was really nice. And I felt like it gave me a bit of time also to just reset and look at my own life rather than constantly being, for example, on social media and getting caught up in the chaos of the rest of the world. So um, mm. that was mine. How about you? How are you feeling? I'm actually um, 
I'm actually feeling really good. Like I do feel like a lot of chaos. That turbulence is definitely on the cards. Um, collectively in the world, obviously things going on in the world in my own life, but I actually feel really powerful. I love it. And I know that sounds crazy, but I do. And I feel like I said, we recorded an episode, The Last Eclipse, that in between this eclipse, like I feel really grounded and really powerful. And it's almost like things coming at me, things going on around, around me. I'm really kind of like centered and grounded. And it's almost like this, like, bring it, okay, bring it. I'm not going to be moved by anything kind of energy. So I'm loving that. And so I'm, I'm going to do a little bit more of a look into that actually um, mm. to see, because I do think that I do feel like I said that on a previous that we did the last eclipse season. So um, yeah, I'm going to dive that a little bit more and see how we can tune into that for eclipse season and I'll, yeah. I'll of course bring those findings onto the podcast for sure I really love that and good on you congrats I think that is and and as you were saying that I was like yeah that's what like I I'm I don't feel like I had the same experience but if I look back from past eclipses I'm like wow the growth and the way that I have handled certain things has definitely been I've definitely improved and I have to say that I believe one of the reasons that this growth has occurred for me is because of my awareness like by me being mm -hmm. aware that that the eclipses are happening they're coming they're here this is the energy that is brought about because I am aware of it I'm also like oh okay let me just be aware and recognize the things that I'm going through right now and understand that they're going to maybe be, you know, maybe emotions are inflated right now. Why? Because of the eclipse. So um, growth. And it's been actually a big part of it also thanks to astrology because I'm now aware of what was coming up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's awesome. And it, it's what it gives you is it's you're not blindsided, you know, by, by these sorts of energies, because we are going to go through all of these waves, you know, um, that is how we grow and we go through these cycles. So when you're aware of those cycles, it's not like, why am I going through? Why am I feeling like this? You know, what happened? We know what's happening and we know that, you know, cosmically, or our greater good, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's emotional, even when it's painful, this, this is how we grow. And I think one of the things that I'm most conscious of during this eclipse season, again, that awareness is like, how am I choosing to respond to these things? Am I choosing high self-worth or am I sliding back into old patterns of low self-worth, of people pleasing, of, you know, reactions and not hearing people out and I'm really trying to be conscious of responding instead of reacting um, processing things listening to what other people have to say their perspective and also um, yeah responding in a high self way choosing taking the opportunity to choose differently um, in certain situations that have 
that seem like they're the same. Like that's that's really what I'm um, feeling in this eclipse season. Yeah. Setting boundaries as well, like not being afraid to set boundaries. Oh my God. That is my, I think apart from like transformation, that's my, one of my key 2023 words, boundaries. Mm. Do you struggle with boundaries though? Cause it's really, it's one of the hardest things. Like, honestly, it, I mean, I do come from a place with boundaries that it's like, why do I have to go through the discomfort of setting boundaries? Why can't people not be shit? Do you know what I mean? Like, it feels like an inconvenience to me, but it's so, so important. And I've always found previously that they have no boundaries. And then I get to a point where I'm so fed up with something that then I build a wall. Whereas this ability to sort of set healthy boundaries is doing that dance between both. Friend of those extremes is not healthy and not productive but being able to learn the dance of like healthy boundaries like that is such a life lesson for me a life journey for me what about you it is yeah it's been such a life journey thing for me as well where i you know when i really feel like in an environment and especially being you know a high achieving individual and um even you know being an entrepreneur being inside of the business world uh, it's been very challenging for me to go through the shift of this idea that we have or this mm, I'm trying to think of the right word but yeah we have this like idea that you know if you're in business or if you want to be a high achieving individual you know you have to be grinding at all times you need to be go go going you need to be a servant you need to be like showing up consistently all the time and it's almost like you have to be a yes man and mm. that's right. yes, man. Oh, wait, I'm a female. So things work a little bit different in my biology too. But anyway, that's a whole <laughs> other discussion. Um, and so it has been like creating that shift of, wait, no, I don't have to always be present. I don't always have to be working. I don't always. And so going and creating boundaries around that, which actually goes at so many levels around time with people, with, um, you know, uh, families or with with work-related things, They're just on so many levels, it's really been having to learn boundaries. And I can say for anybody that's listening here and they're like, oh, but, you know, like how, like, are, are you sure? you know um a lot of big entrepreneurs say that you can sleep for example when you've made it to success and you know the hours that they put in extra are the hours that the 95 percent aren't willing to are not willing to do and that's what makes the difference I used to think that too and I challenge you to look a little further and to learn more around boundaries and maybe more efficiency and productivity versus the time factor because this year I've really been applying um boundaries and mm. I think it has been even though challenging and transformative probably one of my most successful years uh on many levels of my life not just business wise so that's a little bit of me on on, on boundaries right now. 
Yeah, and I think that's so important as well in terms of like human design. I are both generators. And so it's that like we have that energy, have that ability to just continue to grind and grind and grind. But that's not only going to lead to burnout for us. So it's really being selective on where I put that massive amount of energy towards the things that are really like up and then in that process lighting other people up to be able to support that and my energy is taking me in a different direction I think that that's a really kind of important thing for a generator as well but I know what you mean I have I know a lot of people read that book by Robin Sharma the 5am club and I get what he I haven't read but I get what he's trying to say but I always say to them you know what I think that anything that can be done at five can also be done at seven and it's not uh, it's not just about creating those extra two hours for yourself in the day. If those two hours are going to exhaust you and they're not going to be productive, it's more about like where, do, where are you putting your productivity and being led intuitively with that instead of following somebody else's system. Like where am I? But being honest about it as well, when you know that you're being, you're slacking off. This is probably the opposite of what you have. When people who know that they're not giving a hundred percent, then being honest with themselves of where they need to put step it up and put energy. But also on the other side of that, it's not just putting energy everywhere time. It's being selective about where you're being led to put that. So true. So, so, so true. And I think a lot of um, you know, even when we've talked a lot in regards to the Pluto shift. And we're shifting from Pluto being in Capricorn since 2008. And, you know, now we're starting to make the transition mm-hmm. where it's going to fully move into Aquarius and stay there until 2044. I think that that also has a lot to do with it, or that at least that's the way that I see it. I really feel like it's um, all of our society. Our, our world is just learning different way of doing things and in my opinion it's a positive shift to a more positive and healthy and more sustainable way of doing things and you know Pluto is a planet of the generations and the way that the generations do things and view things and think things and feel things um and I think this is something really great that we are shifting into yeah Absolutely. And already seeing that, I think you touched on it last episode when you spoke about like previous generations, it was very about getting educated, getting a job, starting a business and staying with that for, you know, your life, basically your whole working life and then retiring. And now our generation, as we move further into the Aquarian age, more about you know, how does my work fit into my life? Oh, so it's not these defined, you know, structures of nine to five, and then I have the weekend. And at some point, I'm going to retire. It's much more of a kind of open, very Aquarian vibe, actually, way of working and way of so that your life and your work sort of blends together, they're not as segregated as as much as, um, you know, that it has been in previous generations. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Excited for the continuing shifts. And mm. speaking of shifts, um, we have been 
really confusing <laughs> news during this eclipse season yeah. so far. And I'm kind of like, I'm just confused, let's say. And this is also interesting because I lost started realizing you know, Bitcoin's astrology and what was coming up for the solar eclipse. Um, one of the main things that we spoke about as well was kind of this mental conflict that was being created. And I mean, yay, Bitcoin. We love a great pump, but I'm confused. I was shocked actually um, by it too, to be honest. I didn't see it coming. It's not hitting, I think, 35 500 or something like that mm. and I, I was quite shocked by that too currently sitting at around 34 so um you know I felt like any up move would be going the 30k level again and then maybe having a pullback but we haven't we just kind of charged straight through that now for me um you know wanting to see on the weekly chart that it holds above 32 um, closes above two and kind of holds that level for me to be very bullish. But um, it's always great to see some life coming back into Bitcoin. And there are, you know, mixed reasons for that. It's a lot of talk around these ETFs, ETF approvals. And there was even one from the SEC that said that they have not been, I think what she used was we have not been organized when, when um, considering coin and um, we will be moving forward in a more organized way. So I think a lot of people took that as like getting ready for ETFs being approved. And I think that that is inevitable as well. Um, yeah. And I think sort of people are getting very about that. And maybe, you know, there were also a lot of big purchases like on chain. This was showing, um, you know, institutional amounts of Bitcoin beaches. So I think that was the reason for that pump. We will see it is maintained, as I said, 32 levels hold close up and hold that 32 level is is quite bullish for me, in, in my opinion. But we are getting ready for a lunar eclipse and in full Taurus, which mm -hmm. is all about, um, you know, money and security, stability. Uh, material possessions, material wealth, that sort of that sort of flavor. So I really feel with this lunar eclipse, probably the title of this episode is like the unexpected. And that can really be negative or positive. So expect the unexpected. That's sort of what I'm seeing from this lunar eclipse, which probably isn't that helpful for people listening that are like, are we going up? Are we going to my honest answer is I I don't know, um, you know, that there are things that are going to be uncovered um, because that's that's what happens during eclipse season, especially a lunar eclipse. So solar eclipse is really bringing about new beginnings and change. And then lunar eclipse kind of reveals the energies of completing a journey or shifting course. So lunar eclipses are much line to the feminine and so they are much more emotionally charged and um we don't usually love emotions in the markets um because it's a lot of volatility so i do expect 
expect that, but I do see some significant changes coming about, and that may be um, an ETF being approved or multiple ETFs being approved or significant changes in the macro. I mean, when we look at the environment, it's still not looking particularly healthy, to be honest, and I don't really know the way out of that. Um, so during the season, especially a lunar eclipse, you can expect revelations of information. So you may feel quite caught off guard. Um, as I said, it can be both negative or positive. Um, but take time to process and hold space for that information. That be kind of what is um, what is coming through. And also during lunar eclipse, like accept the truths that are revealed. Like I, I don't really know, you know, they're they're a surprise. Like we don't know what they're going to be, but is also being in acceptance of what is revealed. So embracing knowledge and really using this time to be in nature and the cosmos, the universe. What is the messaging that coming through in that time? Because that is sort of more trustworthy than the news or, you know, even our emotional kind of thing. So, um, but eclipses are definitely time to break through barriers. So do we think Bitcoin is going to break through barriers? I don't know, but um, it definitely is like always a kind of groundbreaking time. Yeah, I, you know, this solar eclipse that we just had, um, it mm. looked positive for Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I just really didn't expect it to be that positive. Now, to be positive. I, we, since the eclipse, have gone up 30%. And I mean, that's classic mm -hmm. eclipse energy. Um, so, you know, with just knowing, okay, positive energy for Bitcoin during eclipse, percent seems like that's what happens um not every but we have seen it again i just didn't expect it to be that intense now we had spoken about how the solar eclipse was trying with natal neptune of bitcoin and that is about illusion and also mental war and attack of the mindset so even here i still waiting and seeing I'm like but where's the illusion now one thing that I was thinking is um you know and this was more confirmed as well with how we had the eclipse um during the eclipse we had Uranus square the natal Neptune as well so not just the eclipse was trying Neptune but also Uranus was square Neptune and this has been happening for quite some time with Bitcoin and that is sensitive of like I see it as a warning of to look deeper than the surface narrative of Bitcoin. And I was listening to one of my mentors speaking mm -hmm. and he was talking about how a lot of these institutions, you know, they're not buying Bitcoin on exchanges, guys. They're buying Bitcoin over the counter. And uh, and like, you know, they're, they're probably buying it from the miners, the miners are the first people that get access to Bitcoin because they're the ones that are creating Bitcoin. So 
most likely these institutions are going straight to the miners and buying from the miners. And so at what point do we see that transaction happen? At what point do we actually see um, that being shown on the order books where then they go and establish price or current value of Bitcoin at that point in time? So this made me think, is the illusion that they have been buying Bitcoin excessively over the counter, especially the insiders that know what's about to come, starting to see it kind of on the exchanges. And therefore we are now starting to see the price of Bitcoin move. So there, um, and that was the, the clip that just went through. The, the solar eclipse, there might be some other illusion. I'm not sure. But now with the eclipse that's coming this and for us or this episode, you know, happy, happy full moon eclipse. <laughs> um, this eclipse here is the end of a cycle of eclipses, which are along the tour. Scorpio axis. So these this cycle of eclipses have actually been, it really started this cycle from November 2021. So I'm just going to list out the dates here as well of the various eclipses that we had. So we had November 2021, lunar eclipse in Taurus. Then April 2022, we had the solar eclipse in Taurus and the lunar eclipse in Scorpio. So that was the Terraform Labs collapse. Then October 2022, we had a solar eclipse in Scorpio and then a lunar eclipse in Taurus. May 2023, we had the lunar eclipse in Scorpio. And now here we are with October 2023, the lunar eclipse in Taurus, which is the last one of this cycle. So as Claire said, yeah, Last the last episode, this is just really about tying up loose ends. What happened in the past of these dates that right now is being wrapped up? It's finishing up. And, you know, we've spoken about things such as uh, SBF. He's currently going through trial for everything that happened with FTX. And that was one of the key significant events. And we're seeing it come up and it's one of the, the bigger ones that's coming up, you know, talks of uh, CBDCs are re-coming up again. And I think that this, this eclipse is so important and maybe as this really is wrapping up and ending what started in November 2020, if, and if we go look at a Bitcoin, that was a, cons a significant mark of the end of the previous bull run. So it was the start of the bear market. Now, I'm not going to go and claim anything here. I don't 100% know. I'm just reading out loud the astrology um, that there is an ending happening and a new and next cycle that's coming. So the next cycle that's about to come 
is the, what do we have coming up? The Libra Aries axis and the cycle of those eclipses that are coming up. And so this is a key new cycle. Um, who knows? Who knows what that's going to bring us? Is it going to be a, it could even be a plateau. Like we could literally, and you know, we've had discussions about this where it's like, is this going to be exactly the same where we go bear market, bull market, bear market, bull market? We just don't know what's to come. Uh, it could be the start of an, a newer and deeper bear market. We just don't know. But do note that this is the end of a key cycle that started in November 2021. Before I add more, is there anything that you want to say in regards to all of that, Claire? No, I just think that the pattern is is really interesting because this eclipse through that bridge from the Taurus Scorpio cycle into the Aries Libra cycle. And previous changes that we've also seen, these are pivotal times when we move from one cycle to the next. And previous changes that we've had was the um, Sagittarius Gemini into the, um, sorry, what was it? Sagittarius Gemini into the Taurus Scorpio. Yep. And so those were also significant shifts. I mean, the, that one was the 20, the start of the bull market in 2020. And then we have this one cycle changed again. It was the end of the bull market. So um, just be, we are moving into and, and shifting into a new cycle. Yeah. Yep. We really are. And I mean, when I, when I go and look at the, the past lunar eclipses that we've had in Taurus, they have been not so great for Bitcoin in terms of price in relation to the US dollar. They have not been favorable at all. We've had some of the biggest, um, you know, just drops happen around these eclipses in Taurus. So for the one that's coming up now, are we going to see the same thing? I don't know. Now, the Bitcoin astrology specifically, what I see is some key aspects, which for example, the eclipse is actually square, the natal mercury of Bitcoin. And this has to do with dealing with authorities, internal conflicts. And for us as humans, it'll be a conflict between logic and emotions. Um, it is also trying the natal Mars of Bitcoin. So that has to do with self-esteem, with relationships, with others that will be marked by honesty and appreciation of who you really are. So imagine if Bitcoin was a person, this is very much like, okay, um, hopefully people will see you and truly appreciate you for the real you and what it is that you truly are. Now, those are, that's probably a little bit more, I mean, it depends how you take it. That could be a positive or it could start to stir up some things. Now, the other key ones that I see are that Venus is in opposition to Uranus and this goes and creates irritation and really, again, kind of like a warning of like, make sure that you're choosing the right people. Cough, cough, mm. ETFs but we'll get to that soon. 
Um, so make sure that you're choosing the right people. And then we also have Venus conjunct the natal Saturn. And this is specifically happening in the third house. And why I wanted to highlight that, because that is the house of communication. Venus is the planet of money. Saturn is the lessons. And so with that being conjunct, it's like, okay, big, like, lessons that it needs to go through in terms of communication. And I think this is also a message for us of like, hey, what really, what really is the truth? And maybe also what do we believe really is the truth around Bitcoin? What do we believe of Bitcoin? What do we even trust Bitcoin? And do you really understand Bitcoin? Um, as well as a lesson of like nothing lasts forever. So when I go and look at this, I'm like, well, we're seeing all of this ETF news, um, which again, I want to get to because I'm a little bit confused on some things. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm a bit confused. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, there is signs here of like dealing with authorities, make sure that you choose the right person, internal conflicts, emotion versus logic. So that that tells me that I think there is going to be another next big announcement, especially communication. Something's just about to happen, but I can't gather from the astrology whether it's going to be more favorable or maybe less favorable to Bitcoin's price. Mm. However, however, obviously in, you know, the past eclipses in Taurus, we have seen and events and not significant events occur in regards to exchanges. So that got me looking at the astrology of other exchanges that we have. And, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> our, uh, you know, our Binance, which we know has been under attack mm -hmm. for uh, a while now, looking at the astrology for the eclipse that's coming up on the 20th of October, it repeats a lot of the astrology that we saw in Terraform Labs for the April eclipse in 2022. So also, you know, Terraform Labs was also an eclipse in Taurus and the eclipse happened right on the natal Uranus of Terraform Labs. What are we seeing with this eclipse for Binance? natal uranus right like the eclipse is happening mm. right there um the uranus also is conjunct the natal venus which is in the eighth house and that has everything to do with resources waste death and rebirth of binance um as well as pluto being squared uranus the natal uranus um and of course, Pluto is the planet of what? Death and rebirth, but also of transformation. And Uranus is something that is very, very delicate. It likes to shake things up. It is the planet of, um, of transformation. Also can be innovation, also revolution. Um, but that's just a lot of the similar astrology that I'm seeing. Now, one thing that is key and that I've seen over and over again, just researching eclipses and uh, let's call them more dramatic outcomes, is that when the 
eclipse is conjunct the natal sun of something or someone that can, I don't want to say cause death, but like similar feelings or maybe something like really, really intense. Like, you know, I, I always use with my students the example of Michael Saylor, the day that he lost $6 billion in uh, the year 2000 that eclipse was horrible for him. And it happened conjunct the sun. It also happened uh, with the square, uh, sorry, yeah, uh, conjunct natal Uranus, as well as uh, Pluto hitting the Uranus. So I'm seeing patterns. Is something going to happen to Binance? Maybe. Do I think it's going to be the death of Binance? Probably not. But if something significant does happen to Binance, um, you know, this could be that last really big hit that these institutions who want to buy up all the Bitcoin, this could be the last final big hit to really knock price down or, or really scare people. I feel like it needs to be like a fear because unfortunately, guys, this is what happens. They just really want to create a lot of fear and so they can buy up Bitcoin even lower and then, um, you know, boom, here come the ETFs and we're off to the races and price skyrockets. I don't yeah. know. But this is what I'm seeing from the astrology at the moment. I wish I I could see the ETFs birth chart, but they're not here yet. <laughs> no, I was thinking I wish I'd done um, DCG or grayscales but before this episode because there is some confusion there but just to speak to your earlier about this time sort of about the the truth of bitcoin when i look at bitcoin's north node which is um important during eclipse bitcoin's a, has an aquarius north node and um i'm pulling this from spirit daughter if bitcoin was a person this is this is what um the direction you'd be looking at during this. So your mission in this lifetime is to be yourself. Your past life may have been for people-pleasing actions that you tried to meet others' expectations. This lifetime is about doing what you want to do, even if others don't understand proof of it. It's about deciding for yourself and no one else. Throughout this lunar, notice how you allow other people's opinions to define you. How are you acting? your own life, then envision ways you can show up as yourself. How, how would that feel? How would it feel if others disapproved of you? Ways to show up for yourself and show love and acceptance, making it easier for you to die the disapproving opinions of others. So it's about being yourself, being true to yourself for Bitcoin. So mm-hmm. interesting, I think, in the like midst of what is what is happening. So I wanted to sort of speak about you said and how it feels really confusing. There's yeah. a lot of like really conflicting narratives going on at the moment. Like for example, just talking about the Grayscale Trust, which is owned by G DCG. And um there's conflicting narratives around them. Now, just to put it in perspective, they they hold nearly 622,000 Bitcoin. Um, wow. And the two conflicting narratives around there is, yeah, it's a lot of Bitcoin. 
They're one of the largest holdings holders of Bitcoin on the planet. And they, at the moment, they have, an, you know, an application an ETF. And there's on one side, their, you know, finance officer is saying, it, it's not if, it's when. Like this, they're positive, it's going to be approved. It's just a matter of when. And then on the side of it, they have, they're in a court battle with the New York Attorney General's office. Basically, the statement that came from them, from the Attorney General in regards to DCG, they said FTX was worse than off and DCG is worse than Enron. So basically, the New York Attorney General's office is requesting the forced sale of the Grail Trust. So I don't know what that looks like, whether they have to liquidate that 622,000 Bitcoin and um, about the members that hold shares in that trust, or, um, you know, I don't know what it looks like, but it's just interesting that there are two very different things. And it's sort of like their hope because their ETF approval is to turn that trust into an ETF. And so it feels like they're almost wanting to get this ETF before they're forced to liquidate the trust. So it's this polarizing news and it is very confusing. So it is expect the unexpected during time, I think. Yeah, that's that's eclipses. And I mean, if if that was to happen, that would be a significant move to the downside, which would go mm-hmm. and create, I believe, significant fear. And, you know, even just looking at the fear and greed index for, for crypto, so the market sentiment for crypto right now, you know, we have been in fear and neutral for, it feels like as long as I can remember, right? And literally yeah. just- It's been a really summer. long year. Yeah, it really has been. It's been a cold bear market. Um, but Claire and I both live in now bikinis regardless. Thank God for tropical yeah, places. <laughs> but- but, you know, um, we've just now seen in 10 days or not even the greed to just pump up. And this is, if I look back at old things that we've talked about, that we've said, we kind of also were expecting this. And it's like, I think we might be in it um, where mm. our creating the greed to then go and really push price down. Now, I mean, if I look at the curve of a market cycle sentiment, maybe I'm in disbelief and, you know, that could very much be a case. However, we we have been saying this. We have been saying this greed needed to be brought about for them to really cause the pain and the fear that they want to create. And it's going to, if it does happen, it'll happen really quickly. Like it's just going to be drop incredible fear and then probably bam, release of ETFs and price sky. It's going to be a very short window. Yeah, I, I, 
spoke about that last episode that we kind of were seeing that like a sharp, you know, move down and then a, a, a really quick V-shaped recovery. Yeah. And what better time than eclipse season where, you know, literally at the start of this episode where we didn't even get into the markets and we're just talking from like a personal perspective, how we're feeling like, yeah, turbulence, you know, um, there's a lot, a lot of things also happening in the world. There's a lot of distractions right now happening in the world. A lot of people are very emotional. It's just like the perfect timing. Mm. And I think the thing is with that as well, like if, if, to happen with um with the grayscale trust or something wants to happen with so those are definitely big things that will affect um bitcoin's price to market in general and um there also is this element that you know with the grayscale trust if it goes either way if their etf is approved it's a massive i think that will be a massively bullish move to the upside but if they are forced to you know close for sell that trust um, you know, that it could possibly be a massive move to the downside. So we are in this ambiguous sort of space. Yeah. And we also have um on Wednesday, so the 1st of November, uh, or maybe that's going to be Tuesday in America, but in the 1st of November, um, we have, actually, no, it's the 31st. When whatever it is in America, when is Wednesday, right? I know that we have the FOMC mm -hmm. as well meeting. And so what normally tends to happen before this, because if people hold off right before the FOMC because they want to see our interest rates going up, are we pausing? Are we going down? Like what's going on? And so typically there is a little bit of like a a pause, but I don't know what's going to happen with with the eclipse because that is earlier. I don't know. There's a there's a lot happening right now. A lot. I again think in the keeping expecting expected like the markets are expecting a pause for sure from yeah. uh, from um the fed but i sort of feel like that ex expect the unexpected um we also had a big surge in gold as well, but gold did really well this week as well after a horrific week last week um you know the s p if if they're looking at this at the markets like heating up not just crypto of course um, crypto is such a minor sort of thing for them, but then they they will. I no, I have this feeling that they will do another twenty five percent of twenty five basis point rise in interest mm. rates. And again, that does play in with that eclipse energy because it's like the unexpected. Um, um, so we shall see. Market is completely against that theory. The market really is expecting a pause. But uh, but we shall see. And I think the whole banking sector is really thinking on a pause. Um, you know, so so we shall see how that plays out with our dear friend Jerome Powell and oh. uh, see what he brings us. I think it's interesting the FOMC meetings because I think I guess their mandate is to really, you know, interest rates, inflation, you know, keep the economy stable. But I think more his job is really managing the negative. So again, mm -hmm. you talk about that illusionary quality. 
is he really in all of it? And he, look, he sneezes and the markets move. Like really, yeah. he really does hold a lot of power in that respect. But really more than what he's actually doing, it's always about the narrative that he's spinning. Um, that actually is moving the market. So those are always really sort of interesting times. Very as a trader though, but yeah. you know. <laughs> Right. No, I think it's also really important to point out, I mean, the DXY. So the dollar, like we had a 10 week, just positive weekly candles and that's yeah. unheard of. And we spoke about it and we were like, this is ridiculous. Like, when does this happen? And we kind of were expecting a pullback. Like this just wasn't sustainable for the dollar to just continue moving to the upside. So um, I'm actually just looking at my DXY chart and it's already come in and actually wicked on the weekly precisely like this point that I used to have as a key uh, resistance. And now it feels like that's turning that into a support. So then the US dollar can continue up. Um, I actually see that yeah. being a likely scenario. So I don't mean to be like Bitcoin bearish, but I'm just thinking overall, uh, looking at some of the astrology, looking at some of the things that are coming up, looking at the US dollar. I mean, again, if an ETF announcement happens, then of course, I don't think that the dollar even matters at that point. Um, but just looking at other things. And we we were also talking about, Claire, previously, you know, with the war that is going on with the wars that are going on in the world um you know war is good for business unfortunately um and out of all of this that is overall going to make the u.s dollar stronger over a longer period of time but we are expecting some mm -hmm. big printing of the US dollar also coming up. Absolutely. Back of our mind. Absolutely. I think in terms of Bitcoin, what really sparked this move for Bitcoin was actually a fake or an incorrect article from Cointelegraph saying that an ETF had been approved. And yes. so it was it was started off something that was proven not true. You know, it really sparked that move upwards. And so I do suspect that there are things going on in the background the that we are not privy to as the public, that there is some confirmations that these ETs are going to be approved. And I think what this move up, possibly not sustainable. I'm not saying that it's, you know, going to crash back down thing, but it's possibly not going to be sustained because buying that rumor and pushing that price up they will also take profits as that happens mm -hmm. so there may you know what i mean so it may be an unsustained move up people really buying into that expectation but those big players who already had access to the information you know it's buy the rumor sell the news kind of scenarios that we will see a little bit of that um within the bitcoin price and yes when it comes to the dollar and it comes to all of the war around the world and the escalations. I mean, in terms of um, the eclipse as well, I wouldn't be surprised to sadly see 
escalations happen, but also unexpected escalations, unexpected, um, you know, possible countries that maybe were eyes of certain countries not not come forward or other rising countries get involved or things like that. It's not, in terms of war, it's never black and white. It's never cut and dry. There's always a deeper agenda at play, in my opinion, than the level social issues that are being propagated in the news. I think those sorts of are there to stir up and distract and divide the general population that is watching the news. I think that um, behind things there are there are deeper agendas at play. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see um, an escalation, honestly, during this eclipse time. Um, sadly, unfortunately, but, um, and yeah. and yeah, how that that does pump the dollar. To be honest, because you know that creates so much fear, and people go into the into the dollar really yeah unfortunately um the astrology does not look so fun in general for for the world it just does look like escalation mm. um more tension uh being created right now and you know it's it's kind of like what i mentioned in regards to uh, that that mental war as well. Like, you know, I've actually been saying this for the longest time. I feel like World War Three has been here, but in regards to like, it's like a mental and spiritual like fight that is currently happening. And I always think about, and friendly reminder, majority of the news stations are owned by the same companies like they are owned by the same groups so you the the media can be very very one-sided as to the point of view that they that they show and that causes a lot of again just I think um fear but then also confusion because now we have more of social media which allows for different news to start feeding into so that's one side of it and now the other side as well just coming back to the the bitcoin etf the spot etf you know over this past couple of days not even or the past week we we had blackrock iShares, bitcoin trust added to the DTCC, to the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, um, which is a listing even on the, is that the same one that was listed on the NASDAQ, right? I don't Mm -hmm. want to like misconfuse the things. Perfect. So it was listed and then it was removed and then it was relisted. And this happened right after Cointelegraph accidentally posted something that they shouldn't have posted. And so, again, I just, I'm saying all these like examples and things because I just feel like it is a a mental war right now. And um, I send everybody love and healing. (laughs) Make sure that you're really looking and being aware of your emotions and your mindset and continuing to just stay as grounded as possible 
Uh, journaling has been such a key thing for me. And yeah, it's it's yeah. just confusing. <laughs> I think um, I think you're one hundred percent correct. I've um, I've also sort of felt this long time that the war is actually on human action. You know, because um, that that's really what lives, and that that is perpetuated through the news. That is perpetuated through social is the the aim is to control human perception and um you know channel that in a direction that is pleasing to the ones who want it i think um so it definitely is about that and i think that's it's interesting that about this during this eclipse season because you know taurus also you know this grounded very grounded earth sign it is like the home and the you know nurturing and and very physical sort of things, very real, very natural elements. Like whenever I think of this, I think of earthy nature, you know, then there's this element of luxury, you know, um, old money vibes, as I've, I've said previously, talked about Taurus. So really during this eclipse season is really attempt to bring peace to your nervous system because I think that that is the goal as well with all these crazy news items and things like that. Is to instill is to instill outrage, and it is dysregulating to our nervous. So we can fight that by being consciously regulated of the system, and um, that Taurus energy encourages that grounding, stillness, connection with nature, and really connecting to that inner peace. And letting we've spoken about this in previous episodes many times really being led from instead of using your mind, you know, using logic to figure things out, it's really that vacation from the heart, that inner knowing. And that's really that's really the way that you beat the war on your perception. Yup. Yup, yup, yup. And you know, as as you're saying all of this, I'm I'm here looking at the astrology and Mercury right now is, you know, Mercury is the planet of communication. And I always like to look at it not just with communication with others, but with self. And um Mercury is in Scorpio, has been in Scorpio during, you know, this eclipse season. Um from the 22nd of October, actually. And we're going to see it through until the 10th of October and, uh, sorry, 10th of November. And Mercury in Scorpio is very like, I I see this as like a very mysterious, very, think of literally like a Scorpio also tail, and like the communication that a Scorpio tail would like hit people. I'm I'm like making this movement with my hand with like my finger that's like hitting like the desk. So it's like kind of like hitting at people. And so I feel like that has just like intensified a lot of um, communication with others, but also within ourselves. And it is our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions and that internal dialogue that then goes and creates also our outer experience. So we are going to see actually. Yep. Go ahead, because then I'm going to go astrology, but keep going. (laughs) 
Okay, good. Yeah, because this Taurus moon and just moved into Scorpio season. And so we have the Scorpio Taurus moon. And so the Scorpio is like a really intense, transformative, passionate um, energy, really, again, associated with hidden truths, power, and very deep emotions. So Scorpio really like calls us to go deep down into our subconscious and get to really to the root of what's going on with us and transforming it. And so trans Scorpio is really associated with uncovering hidden fact secrets. So this period, as well as the eclipse, it's, all, it's oh. pointing to this, um, as well as the eclipse, is this period might bring to light obviously unknown information. So Scorpio is also linked to transformation, creation. And so in the markets, we may experience like shifts and changes in these times that can create either opportunities or challenges. Scorpio is also on a personal level, very much aligned with shadow work. So as I said, especially during this time, we have the sun in Scorpio and lunar eclipse. And because it's in Taurus, it's, you know, it's really associated with those shadow aspects that we may hold around money, finances, wealth, abundance, and also safety and security. So it's really a good time to be sort of like looking at those shadow aspects that we may hold. So everything is pointing to bringing the hidden and unseen in light. Um, so as I said, particularly focused on everything to do with stability, material wealth, possessions, and even sensuality as well. So um, really in terms of shadow work, people get quite confused about like what shadow work is. And this is just more the realm for me and my other podcast, the Hadassah Collective. But I will add it here because it's in Taurus, it is very much about money and finance. So, um, you know, but what it's what shadow work actually is willing to vulnerably and honestly look at all of the aspects of ourselves in order to reclaim the parts of ourselves that we've rejected, to be able to step into our whole integrated self. So everyone many denied or rejected aspects of self that we've put into our shadow and these are really and qualities either within ourselves or even within humanity so um they're basically going to be unlovable and acceptable due to pain and shame that we've either experienced or we've witnessed someone else experiencing and that has forced us to put these aspects into our subconscious and disown them um, and place them into our shadow. So how you can sort of really spot your shadow is that usually they are something, they are aspects that we went to overdrive to not be. So a really benign one is lazy. So maybe someone as a child witnessed somebody else being um for being lazy so you will notice those people that a shadow of being lazy as overworkers workaholics they do everything in their power expend so much energy as far away from being lazy as possible you can also notice it in yourself if you're judging something in someone else what you deem to be unacceptable for someone else is something that you've deemed to be unacceptable for yourself 
something you feel shame or embarrassment around? Where are you feeling envy or jealousy? Um, are you afraid something, embodying something or being something will make you unlovable or undesirable or unworthy? So it's all of these things. So again, like I said, someone's maybe, you know, witness someone being shamed for being lazy. They do everything to be away. Whereas really what integrating your shadow is about is not about becoming that aspect as some people think. It's not about becoming lazy, but it's about accepting that every one of us embodies the whole spectrum of human emotion and um, personality, aspects of personality. So it's more about releasing the shame and energetic around that aspect so that it no longer controls us and drives dreams in our behavior. So someone who then integrates that aspect of being busy kind of neutralizes and takes away that energetic no longer is driven to be an extreme workaholic because it no longer has power over you. So in true Scorpio style, it really about courageously looking into the depths of our own darkness and forming that darkness into light. So shadow work can feel like kind of abstract or uncomfortable and sometimes like hard to review, but it's actually really powerful and really liberating. So really this time, as I said, because the full moon is in Taurus, eclipse and sun is in Scorpio, we're really looking at those elements that are around those those Taurus and it, those Taurus sort of um, modalities of like, you know, material wealth, like what are those shadows that I hide? Like maybe and saw someone being shamed for being wealthy and was told all their life, rich people are bad, they're evil or whatever. You've definitely put that aspect of being rich or being wealthy into that shadow. And you maybe want to reclaim that. You want to, you know, you want to neutralize some of that negativity and fear around being wealthy and what that means so that you can step into a more embodied state of that we're mm. also going to be witnessing you know with stuff that's going on in the world you can definitely spot some sh i can definitely spot some shadow in myself as being absolutely horrified by what is what is going on in the world taking place what has taken place and what is taking place and what i think probably going to take place but you can sort of look at that on the whole you know, in the collective of being horrified by those aspects, look at those aspects of where you need to neutralize some of that as well, because it drives extreme behavior, it drives chaos. And I think, you know, you're in Australia, my parents just left Australia. And, you know, they've definitely been witnessing some extreme expressions of like shadow project projection, right? It's to be able yeah. to to be integrated and to operate from that whole self. Yeah. Wow. Scorpio season as well. And <laughs> the, the, um, you know, we have on the 4th of November, we have Saturn, which is currently in Pisces returning direct because it's mm. currently been in retrograde and we're going to see Saturn in Pisces until May 2025 and what you just spoke about with these themes of you know 
bringing up and, and just doing the shadow work and just uh, being aware of it, but uncovering, unveiling these deeper and darker parts of um, maybe your life and your experiences or maybe past lives, if that's something you also believe in, right? I feel like that is also yeah. very much Saturn in Pisces energy, where, you know, we've spoken in past episodes about this period of time is really about the lessons of where were those illusions, you know, we've spoken about authority figures in the world, and how a lot of what we thought of them isn't so much anymore a lot of people are realizing that maybe you know they're not these all mighty incredible humans but there um is a darker shadow to them as well and so um this is a theme of saturn in pisces where we're unveiling and realizing and again i love the word illusion because it's removing a lot of the illusion saturn is the planet of lessons and when we went through saturn in aquarius that was about humanity community and that's where we had the pandemic it was literally those three years and now we've shifted into okay saturn in pisces what's the next lesson for the world and but not even just for the world but self and I do believe that your world is a reflection of yourself so that's why the internal work is so important in my personal opinion because it then brings out and reflects into the rest of the world and uh, I feel like everything that you just said is also a, a really great summary or key part of this Saturn in Pisces theme which again is going to be until 2025 we yeah. got a while to go. <laughs> yeah. And I think the, the way to integrate shadow, I didn't mention this, <laughs> how to do it. I mean, there's lots of, I do it with meditation. So when I like some combination of journaling and meditation, I, I just sort of identify areas. Like the quickest one, I think, is judging others um, mm. because you can spot it the way. Um, so really journaling out around that, like, where did I pick that up? did I first witness that who told me that I'm really questioning like are those still that told you that are they still valid do you still want to align with that and then you can do various meditations you can probably find hundreds of them on YouTube it's become a regular practice thank God because it's such a gift to humanity and then one that I really use is is from Lacey Phillips and to be magnetic and she has some amazing meditation specifically for integrating parts of shadow and um you know so that so that you're not projecting that anymore really i think is such a contribution to the world contribution to the collective is to work on integrating yourself i think that that is a gift to the world um so don't be afraid to do it and as i said the focus around finances around material wealth around around your home around security and stability so really leaning into that yeah that's really beautiful and oh it's just the the transformation the forever transformation in in life that we get to go through I think it's such a blessing that we get to recognize and see that we have the opportunity to go through this work and do the work 
this has been a key thing for me for the past year or so, like really heavily in it. And, um, and I love the growth. It's definitely growing pains, but I love the growth. (laughs) Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people talk, you know, even I use this word all the time, healing, and it's almost like you're healing something that's broken. And I don't think that that would be Mm. a, um, you know, a, a good way of putting it because it's actually growth. It is actually expansion. And the way, you know, it can really tiring at times because it just never ends like honestly but the way that I kind of liken to it is you know if we when we were when we were babies we could have stayed crawling if we wanted to Mm -hmm. imagine all of the goodness of life all of the experiences we would have missed out on if we never went through that process of growth and evolution to be able to walk and and to move how much of life would we have missed out on so you can choose to not go through these things, to not go through, you can hide from it. You can choose to not acknowledge it. You can choose to stay reactive, good, and what have you. Many people do, and there's no judgment in that. It's your own me. But I just think like, you know what? I don't want to crawl. I want to experience what life has to offer. I want to walk. I want to run. And that takes you some growth and it takes some growing pain so I think that's like the best way to look at it rather than like I've got to heal things that were broken and what have you no it's it's not that like stepping into this new version of self and all that you get to experience um because of your your ability to to walk and to run love that love that a hundred percent embrace it and you know once again these these eclipse seasons are such a great portal to walk through, you know, where we maybe have been crawling and we get to take our first couple of steps, see how they feel, maybe fall on our bottoms every now and then. But um, eclipses yeah. really are a a beautiful portal that we get to that we get to walk through. And, you know, this once again really is the end of this Taurus Scorpio cycle. We're stepping now into the next series or cycle of eclipses, which is Libra Aries or the Aries Libra axis. And this is also until 2025. So, the next eclipses that are to come are going to be primarily with the energies of Aries and Libra. Um, And we have a brand new cycle starting. But, you know, uh, before we start anything new, let's make sure that we are wrapping up those things that need to be closed, uh, tying those loose ends. Uh, And I do think that this lunar eclipse is going to be a very great time as per every full moon, but with this energy Mm. of ending of the eclipse a really great time to just let go and come to peace with a lot of things so that we can can shift forward in into that transformation yeah absolutely i i want to saying that it is you know it is really what it is is an opportunity for significant change so some yeah. life changes seem like takes forever whereas like these portals are really an opportunity for either a a complete 
direction change, um, like a complete shifting course, you know, a significant change that maybe you've you've had brewing for a while. So mm. yeah, so it's exciting. It it really is fun. It really is exciting. Yeah, and, um, and I think you know, I think it's positive even when it doesn't feel like that. Yeah, no, I was just sorry. I think there's a little, little bit of lag on our recording, but um, I was just gonna say, and that's the perfect thing as well for for Bitcoin. And what's gonna happen? How is it gonna end up and wrap up this uh, this cycle? But I think one way or another, whether we are gonna see price move up or price move down during you know the energies of this next lunar eclipse. I think they're going to be significant. So it's a it's a very exciting time for sure. Expect the unexpected. Oh, lunar expect eclipse and full moon in Taurus. Yes, expect the unexpected. Peace, love, and Bitcoin. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Bitcoin Zodiac podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussions about the evolution of Bitcoin viewed through the lens of financial astrology. This podcast does not offer financial advice, so please make sure you do your own research. And stay tuned for our next episode where we will continue to dive deeper and build off these perception-expanding topics. Remember, whatever your beliefs may be, we all have something to learn from each other. So stay curious, stay open-minded, and keep exploring the world of Bitcoin and astrology. As always, may the stars align in your favor and your crypto investments prosper. Until next time, peace, love, and Bitcoin.